0: Welcome to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. Right now, I am in the tour van of a band called The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, which is the best name for an indie band ever. I have the lead singer here with me in the van. I'd love it if you could introduce yourself. Hey, Scott. My name's Kip. Uh, Yeah, I'm the lead singer of The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. The best name for an indie band ever. What he said. Thank you very much, Kip, for being on my show. Well,
1: thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to uh, be here in Vancouver with you. In the van.
0: In the Pains van, which
1: is filled with uh, candy on the floor and water bottles strewn about.
0: we're sort of wild and crazy guys. More water bottles strewn about than I've ever seen in any tour van. You know, you got to hydrate. You got to hydrate. Do you know what? I think we should probably play some music by a band called The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Wow, well, that's really nice of you. Thank you. Hey, my name is Kip from The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, and
1: you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
0: Pains of Being Pure at Heart.
1: You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
0: Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Simple and Sure. That's off a record called Days of Abandoned by The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I'm talking to Kip from the band. I'd love it if you could say a few words about this song.
1: Well, um, I really love this song because I think much of this new record has a real... Um melancholy to it It, it's very sad it deals with loss and um being alone but this song is sort of the complete opposite it's a it's a celebration of uh of love and feeling certain um and you know sometimes people confuse complexity with depth and I think that's pretty amateur um you know you can do something simple and do it well and and I, I think that's more important than acting like you're so complicated and
0: and tortured as an artist, because um, I think that's usually a uh, BS. Kip, from Pains of Being Pure at Heart, you are a diehard music nerd. I'd love you to give me an example of how much of a music nerd you are. Oh
1: God, I mean, I think this is always funny when people ask me, "Oh, so you're a guy that really likes music?" Because I think everyone in bands does. Or else, why are you? Did you start a band?
0: I, it's not just for the sour gummy bears that aren't sour, right? Um, Let's be a bit honest, though. Some people start bands for getting attention from females.
1: Well, I mean, that's a pretty heteronormative outlook on life. But yeah, it's true. I like attention from anyone, really. Um, but uh, what, what what is my music? Well, I ordered a, uh, a record today on tour uh, by a band from Gothenburg, Sweden, called Mokt Haverskan and they sound super scary, and you'd think they're just going to burn down churches and, you know, like, like stab uh, infants, but they're not like that. They're actually high-intensity, super-emotional indie pop, and it's, it's loud and it's fast, but it's really heartfelt. And, uh, yeah, it was on white vinyl, and there was only 300 of them, and I didn't want to risk it by waiting until tour was over to see if it was going to be in the shop, so I just ordered it, um, like, on, on, my, on my computer today.
0: Now I'm going to flip it around. I'm going to ask you to extol the virtues of a song that might cause you to lose your music nerd membership card. Oh my god!
1: I'd be happy to lose my music nerd membership card. I don't know. I think that new Katy Perry song "Roar" is is really good. You know, <laughs> I think uh, in a sense like I always think of our music as pop music, and you know, it'd be great if we could write a song that uh, you know people would just hear and instantly feel like yeah. That song's for me. I like that song, you know, and uh, so yeah. I think I think there's a lot of cool mainstream, good mu- mainstream music out there, and I don't think it makes you any less of a music lover to appreciate it. Also, oh wait a second. Okay, and this is like so played out, but I, I know it's like so old. But every time I hear that Lana Del Rey video game song, it's like so good still. And uh, I don't know. I, I was really, uh, I was really. I'm really glad that she survived the the backlash, and now is a, a fantastic big pop star.
0: Kip yep. I would love it if you could explain your love of puns. But before you answer that question, let people know why I'm asking you this question.
1: I think I have a, like a, a mild form of of Tourette's or something that compels me to say just uh, bad puns constantly, I and mean, I don't I don't think I'm being funny, and I, I realize I'm probably annoying the people that I'm around, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I I say puns an awful lot of times, I know it's the lowest form of humor, and it's 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 grating. Um, but uh, what was the question again? Why I say puns all the time? Well, I I do, and I I just I have to live with that. I suppose it's 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 uh, it's my it's my uh, crutch to bear cross to bear. Is it a cross to bear? I don't know. I don't think everyone really en- enjoys it as much as I do. I mean, it, to me, it's like if it weren't for wordplay, I wouldn't get any play. Hey, this is Kip from The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. You're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood. Kip from The Pains of Being Pure at Heart,
0: and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Young Adult Friction. That's off the first self-titled record by a band called The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I've got Kip from the band here with me. That's him drinking out of a water bottle. You can hear it. Glug 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 glug. And I'd love it, Kip, if you could talk about this track, because it's, you know, one of your oldest. This One of the songs that sort of made a lot of people love your band. Oh, yeah, this song's about having sex in the library.
1: That's about what it's about.
0: <laughs>
1: I could talk for more words and say other things about it, but it's really just
0: library sex. Did you do a doggy style?
1: You know, I would say that I might have taken some artistic liberties in this song. It might have been a locked bathroom in the basement of the library. It wasn't quite so back to the spines. Um, clever is all that. Uh, so I, am a bit of a poser, I suppose.
0: I think it's hilarious that you decided to go that direction with explaining the song because back in this era, some music reviewers described you as, they described the music of this era as a ballsy ownership of your own pop wimpiness. That made me crack up when I read it. But since we're talking about the new music more today, I wanted to ask you what ballsy ownership are you taking today oh my goodness
1: um yeah uh ballsy ownership um I would say that this uh album is pretty confident in how not ballsy it is it's pretty much like hey uh we're we're not gonna we're not gonna rock that hard sorry
0: (laughs) when you read that quote did you
1: laugh I'm actually just hearing it now um what was it uh it was that we took ballsy ownership in our own wimpiness. Yes, your own twee wimpiness. Oh, I know. I mean, people people say what they want. I feel like there was like something where like the a magazine spent like uh, an entire like page of real estate once, like trying to describe how limp my genitals were, as a as a way to uh, write about our music. I think it. I think it's cool that anyone uh, spends a lot of time thinking about my balls or ballsiness or uh, wimpiness, or or any of that
0: stuff. um, I I guess it's all true. (laughs) At this point in the show, I wanted to play another older track. I'm probably not going to have time to play the whole thing, but I wanted to play a bit of Heart in Your Heartbreak. That's off the second record, Belong by The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. And maybe you can talk a bit about it as I play it. This was sort of your hard rock record, if you could say that about The Pains of Being Pure at Heart. Yeah, I mean this record was pretty rockin'. This song isn't quite as
1: rockin' as the others, but um, I don't know. It's a it's a song about like feeling really uh, sad and then realizing how ridiculous it is that you feel sad and that you know whatever you're feeling sad about might not have been in an ideal situation in the first place. It's sort of it's sort of uh, overly emotional uh, and then
0: realizing how ridiculous uh, living constantly in that posture can be. So let's listen to the song for a little bit and then we'll come back and maybe you could talk a little bit about music, songwriting, craft, just a little bit.
1: Cool. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm talking about songwriting and craft now. Okay. Um, so this is what you do is you um, barely learn how to play a guitar and then you can like put chords in different orders, like first learn like a bunch of Nirvana songs and then put the Nirvana chords in different or- order for a while and then someone's knocking at the tour van
2: Sorry. Um.
1: hey my name is Kip from the pains of being pure at heart and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood yeah. My name is Kip from The Pains of Being Pure at Heart, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.
0: Welcome back to The Interview Show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard Eurydice by a band called The Pains of Being Pure at Heart off their record, Days of Abandon. I've got Kip from The Band here with me. All right, Kip from Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I've read that you're a big fan of the Smashing Pumpkins. So for people who don't know, can you quickly describe what or who they are? Oh, they were a uh, rock band in the 1990s that always felt
1: uh, like they weren't as cool as Nirvana. Uh, and, but they were cool in their own way. And they wrote a bunch of songs with big, heavy guitars that were on modern rock radio every eight seconds. And their lead singer was uh, named Billy Corgan. And uh, they, their guitarist was named uh, James Iha, And their bassist was Darcy. And Jimmy Chamberlain was their drummer. And they were from Chicago, and they rocked.
0: Can you tell me what you liked about the record Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness?
1: I just don't think it was long enough. I felt like they could have gone for another, like, a couple of discs on there. I, why'd they stop? I mean, like, sunrise to sunset. What about, like, mid-afternoon to, like, like after dinner time, Don't Call Me? Um, no, it's. I think they were a really magnificent band because uh, Grunge was all about trying to make things as ugly as possible and like it was like so cool to make things dirty and like not shave and make things abrasive and i hate you dad kind of stuff and the pumpkins were abrasive and and definitely had a lot of uh grit to their music but i felt like at some level they were just like a, a 70s glam rock band there was like something that was just uh really indulgent and uh given to beauty in a lot of their songs and uh, you know they brought in the string sections and they had these really epic guitar solos and they were they're were really kind of masquerading as an alternative band but what they really were was just like uh, a big arena rock and roll band and I thought at in that era there wasn't a lot of other people that would actually let that happen I think Weezer was another that kind of wasn't afraid to
0: be soft So, the reason I brought up that album is because that's the Smashing Pumpkins' third record. And right now, Pains of Being Pure at Heart has just released their third record, Days of Abandon.
1: Oh, uh, compare and contrast. Well, I think we did the opposite as the Pumpkins did. And I think it was a cautionary tale. As amazing as Melancholy is, we kind of thought uh, that trap of trying to do each thing uh, huger than the thing before, um,
0: eventually it it creates a sort of hollowness or... uh, Um, just an empty feeling to the music. So hold up. Let's dial back a second. If we're going to talk generally, because I'm not comparing you to the Smashing Pumpkins because you guys are two radically different bands. But at that point in time, they were on their third record. You're on your third record. In general, where should a band be in terms of their profession at their third record? What skills and abilities should they have developed?
1: Well, I can only speak for myself, but I've been, uh, I think i like can i think I decided like you know this record i'm gonna to try to sing in tune a little bit. I thought that would be a cool new trick to bust out um but yeah i i uh what should bands be able to do? they should be able to um they should be able to like t- change their guitar strings uh they should be able to uh not be like passed out like too uh dysfunctional to play their songs um yeah they should they should uh I don't know, they should realize that uh, no one's going to care about them in a couple years and kind of make it the best album they can in that moment. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, who, who really talks about a band's, like, fifth record, you know? No matter how good they are, usually people have kind of moved on by then. So there's a sort of standing-at-the-quiff-of-life feeling on your third record, and you kind of want to, like, make it good because you might not get to make one again.
0: Kip from Pains of Being Pure at Heart, I appreciate you so much for coming on my show. The last song is chosen by the guest, so I would love you to pick one of your own songs and talk a bit about it before I bring it up.
1: I think one of the songs I I feel most proud of of this record is probably one of the most uh, small songs, and it's Art Smock, and it's really just me and acoustic guitar and voice, um, and we haven't really ever done a song like that before, and people tried to dissuade me from putting it on the album. They definitely didn't want it to go on first of the album. <laughs> like The record label was very uh, dead set against that, uh, but I, I stood up for myself because I really feel it It really kind of captures the, the mood of, of, of the album. It sets sets the tone for it in, in really the right way. Um, the last album was so full of bombast and look at how many guitars we can record at once and this this album is it's ambitious in a different way it's more inward looking and it's more um it's more sedate in, in many parts and i think the song art smock is powerful without you know having to step on a distortion pedal at least to me and i don't think i could have written a song like that last album or the first album and it doesn't Maybe people think it's a lot more terrible. And <laughs> it's like it's like oh man, I liked it better when they just like rocked for 10 songs in a row, but um to me it's it really it really hits home and it's I've gone through a lot in the last 3 3 years and I think it sort of captures that feeling the right way.
0: Thank you. So, we're going to listen to Art Smock by a band called The Pains of Being Pure at Heart off their record Days of Abandon. Thank you very much, Kip, for being on my show. Well,
1: thank you very much. I'm I'm glad to uh, be here in Vancouver with you. Hey, my name is Kip from the pains of being pure at heart, and you're listening to the interview show with Scott Wood. Wanna know.